This is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treeblosser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, made possible by Rotary District 7210. Each week, we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People living by Rotary's motto of service above self. And Jonah, today, our very special guest is Carolyn Moob, and she'll be talking about pure water for the world. Now, we need an explanation. What does that mean exactly? Well, let's find out, first of all, by saying good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. <laughs> and, uh, Are Carolyn, you implying I have bad manners? Not at all. Uh, welcome to Carolyn the show, Carolyn. Thank a, you. A, you're a Rotarian, right? I am. What club? Uh, I live in Rutland, Vermont, so the Rotary Club is Rutland South. Okay, and and Sarah wants to know. Oh, so you are a fellow Rotarian. I yes. am, and I'm even a past district governor. Are you really? I, one of us oh, did our homework. Okay. One of us did our homework, darling. Oh, you are in a wicked, wicked <laughs> mood, aren't you, today? Well, welcome, past it's district pl- governor, it's Carolyn. Pleasure to be here. And fellow it's Rotarian. It's going to be hard keeping up with the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Carolyn, you, you're involved with something called Pure Water for the World, and we hear a lot of talk on the uh, television, the radio, and the newspapers about uh, a lack of pure water, but that mystifies me somewhat because I'm old enough to remember when the astronauts took pictures of the world from outer space, and it looks to me like it's three quarters covered with water. Why do we have a water shortage? Uh, it is um, confusing because the world is covered mostly by water, but if you take um, away the salt water, you take away the water that's cut in icebergs and um, the like, there, of portable water, water that is fit for Consumption, consumption mm-hmm. in agriculture, it's three quarters of one percent. Well, let's not skip over that. Of all the water in the world, only three quarters of one percent is drinkable. Correct. And and we're using not that, a lot. Not only are we using that to drink with, and cook with, we're using it to flush our toilets and our industrial processes, and you know, you name it. We're you know, washing our cars. Certainly in this country, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it, and and the population's getting bigger. And right. greater demand for food and agriculture, so it's a scarce resource. They're not making any more of it, and we have to find a way that we can all share it. Yeah, but you know, we've had some very wet weather uh, in the Hudson Valley this past winter. I'm sorry, in this past summer, and um, and probably the winter too. Well, it's and, been you know, a very wet year. That's right. And so people say, what are we talking about, uh, Carolyn? What are you talking about? It's, it's 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 not making more. It rains almost every day. It's soggy. It's it's there's lots of rain coming out. Well, I'm not an expert in this, but if you you know that there's, they've had no rain in Texas. Okay. So while we may be getting the rain, other places are not getting the rain. And also, a lot of rain, even though it's it's water, right, um, can create problems during Tropical Storm Irene. Vermont got hit very badly. And I live in uh, the third largest city in Vermont. And we had only 17 days of water left because mains were broken into the reservoir. So while I think that I'm in the Northeast, um, that water will always be abundant, um, that it will always be there when I turn on the tap, this event that happened in August made me realize that I, you know, it may not always be there. And a lot of towns in Vermont um, and probably here in this region in New Jersey, they, they lost water. So uh, while we have it, uh, we have to al- also realize that there might be one day that we That's don't have it. That's not always available. Right. And that, as you said, one day it might not always be available. But there are places in the world where this is that's an everyday occurrence that water is not available, that, that fresh drinking safe water is not available. 
Correct. Um, and there's a scarcity issue. There's places where they don't have enough water, and then there are areas where they have water, but it's contaminated when it comes out of the source, if it's a stream or if it's a shallow well. So you have two water problems. Which um, is part of the impetus of the Pure Water for the World initiative that Rotary is very, very much a part Carolyn of. Carolyn Mube, fellow Rotarian, how did you first get interested in, in assuring pure water for, uh, for people around the world? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I think most personal odysseys are interesting, but mm-hmm. certainly to themselves. As I was finishing up my year as Rotary District Governor in uh, 2002, and I wanted to do something that had an international uh, flavor and bent. Rotary really opened my mind and, and eyes to a greater world. And living in Rutland, Vermont, there were not a lot of opportunities. Um, talked to a friend and anyways found out that Pure Water for the World, which was founded by the Brattleboro Vermont Rotary Club. It Is started, that right? It started as a rotary project. I was not aware of that. And then became too large for the club volunteers to manage. And then it became incorporated. We have our uh, tax standing, uh, nonprofit tax standing with the IRS. Anyways, uh, I found out there was an opening, and I was asked if I would take it over. Um, and it's you know being a Rotarian and having it founded by uh, a Rotary club and really getting a lot of support from Rotary clubs and Rotarians uh, throughout the 11, 12 years history. So we know now what the problem is. Only uh, a small percentage of the water, less than one percent, is drinkable. Right? You said how much of it again was drinkable? It's uh, available, not locked up in icebergs or things? Three-quarters of 1%. Right, so three-quarters of 1% of the world's water is being used by us for drinking, cooking, flushing toilets, washing our cars, industrial processes. So we know what the problem is. It's a scarce resource, and of course, at the same time, we're polluting that scarce resource around the world. What um, is your group, Pure Water for the World, doing about perhaps expanding the, the uh, available water supply that's usable or maintaining what we have? Pure Water works in remote, uh, rural, and underserved regions, uh, or and or underserved regions in developing countries. We work primarily in Honduras and then in Haiti. Uh, what we do is they they most of the places we work have water. It's very contaminated. There's shallow wells. There's river streams. Um, in Honduras and in Haiti, there's no, a uh, lot of, chances are there are no latrines, so you have open defecation, so that contra- contributes to the pollution. To the problem. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so what we do is um, help clean the water through point-of-use filtration systems, so we provide them a means of filtration, uh, usually household um, units that require no electricity. These people are really the, the poorest of uh, those in those countries. And then... Uh, the key thing is we get we get more and more uh, focus more and more on is education. We're asking people to change habits, so the filter is important. But getting people to change habits and understand that what's on their hands that they may not see can make them sick. So we focus on education. The story I use is we go here in in the Northeast and any place probably in the country in Canada. We go into a public re- public restroom and we're told to wash our hands. Right. Yeah. Our mothers probably told us since we were little, we had school teachers telling us to wash our hands, when to wash our hands, public service announcements now when flu season comes on. And yet we're told to wash our hands and we should know better. We can't expect 
to tell somebody once, wash your hands, and these are when you wash your hands, and then leave. Life is hard for these people. So we go back and try to repeat these messages because we want people to change behaviors. And as we all know, trying to change behaviors are hard if it's giving up caffeine. Whatever it is, whatever behavior we have, it takes a while. We have to understand that it takes them a while as well to... Uh, change behavior. You know, Terry and Callum, you, you make a very good point that, uh, you know, we, we in America not only have an abundant supply of water, but we have a good educational system and has taught us about personal hygiene. But um, I've been amazed by talking to uh, other guests on Radio Rotary, including our uh, very uh, handsome and beloved district governor, Tansuk Durawala. And the reason I'm saying that, he's part of our studio audience today. And also because that's true. That's true. <laughs> but um, uh, other guests who've talked to us about the pure water initiatives of Rotary and, and other groups remind us that we're just used to turning on a tap. It's right there. A lot of these villages have a water spigot that you have to walk miles to get the water and then walk it back miles. Absolutely. Yeah. We no. take things, it's what we take for granted as an everyday a con, a thing in our lives with, for some of these people is non-existent. And right. You're speaking about if Haiti, for example. That was a condition that was prior to the hurricane, prior to the and devastation the earthquake. and the earthquake, the earthquake and all the other tragedies have been, have been there. But anyway, so... Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, and we're not going to have a lot of time in this segment, so we'll pick it up in the next segment, about yes, the ma'am. actual filtration apparatus. Oh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant. And their simplicity, how you bring they, them Carolyn? into the communities and, and, and what happens with that, um, that effort. Because it, it's, you're talking about changing habits and, and educating people. You're teaching them how to build these things. So that in itself is a whole employment, it affects them economically as well. It's my understanding. Yeah, we use uh, primarily the biosand filter, which is um, made for household use. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the size of a water cooler. Uh, can be made out of concrete, and when the ones we make in Honduras and Haiti are made out of concrete, can also be made out of plastic. Mm-hmm. And we do use those in really cases where you can't get to because the, the filter weighs empty, about 300 pounds. You put gravel in, uh, finer gravel. You put a column of sand in, and a biomass layer gets created that eat the good bacteria eats the bad bacteria you pour water in the bacteria the sand takes out the per, the uh, parasites and it sets in there for couple hours and you pour dirty water in and clean water so it's, comes out. it's filtration and purification with and no, we're going to talk no more about that later yes it's, it's brilliant it's, no electricity and carolyn no moving parts no right moving parts fantastic and we will find about more about rotary's clean water water initiative in just a moment but first let me remind our listeners they're in tune with radio rotary on hudson valley talk radio and around the world by podcast and on itunes and at www.radiowatery.org my name is jonah trebois and my co-host is the effervescent well hydrated, Sarah O'Connell, <laughs> and our very special guest, Carolyn Moob of the uh, Rotary in Vermont, who's talking to us about the Pure Water for the World initiative. And tell us, Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored this week by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Brewster, Cairo, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, and Kingston Sunrise. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. This tree was never chopped down because this crutch never needed to be carved because these legs never grew weak because this child never got polio 
Over the past 20 years, Rotary Club members have helped immunize over 2 billion children against polio. Now we're on the brink of eradicating this crippling disease once and for all. But we need your help. Thanks to an historic matching grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, every dollar Rotary raises will work twice as hard to make sure vaccines reach the people who need it, to protect the children of the world against polio forever. This is an opportunity to end polio now. Visit rotary.org slash end polio. Rotary. Humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. What would you do if a friend, co-worker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Juddelson Giordano and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Hudson Valley Talk Radio and online at HudsonValleyTalkRadio.com. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to this very unusual uh, edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by my co-host, Jonah Trebowasser. Hi, Jonah. Hi. Are you ready for the holidays? Yeah, you know, it is uh, It is the day after Thanksgiving, so I guess Christmas is looming, which called? is why Black Friday our, jolly or something? Old, our jolly old uh, engineer... Um, getting us Jay all Barzi, in the mood getting here, us the getting mood us with all in the holiday spirit. singing Jingle Bells. And in the meantime, because we're today, speaking today with... Today is Black Friday because everyone's going out to shop. But this is a great Friday for us for, right. because fellow Rotarian Carolyn uh, Mube, um, and oh, by the way, she's a past district governor, I learned That's right. The last she's segment. the big cheese. Big cheese. The big cheese. Um, the big boss. She is a Rotarian uh, from Vermont, and she's very involved with one of Rotary's initiatives, Pure Water for the World. So welcome back, Carolyn. And in the last segment we were talking about the actual going into communities that um uh and countries that water is a scarcity or that there is no water it's non-existent as far as clean water and the types of um apparatuses or the types of filtering um systems that are being built there and and um, how they work. So just, again, recap very quickly what, what the, the system looks like and then how you get it assembled and how you install it and implement it into these communities. As I mentioned uh, earlier, our mission is to work in with really remote and rural areas. 
um, or underserved areas. And when these remote rural areas, they do not lend themselves to any sort of a municipal system that we would, would we would. There's think no of. town water. There's no town yeah, no water. No piping, no plumbing. No piping because they're just so dispersed. Um, it just doesn't make any sense. And there's areas where large organizations aren't going to go to because they get the low-lying fruit. And that's fine because this is the group we like to work in. So we um, use something called the biosand filter which um, is based on the age-old principle of water, mountain water going through streams, trickling down, and that gets purified. Uh, Many communities in the east, uh, my hometown of Rutland, Vermont, has a community biosand filter. But these are made for households. You you make a container Mm -hmm. of concrete. Uh, As I said, you can use plastic or whatever, and you put three levels of gravel and sand in it. I mean, while it's not rocket science, you have to put it in the precise order. You have to calibrate it to make sure the rate of flow is uh, coming out correctly. And basically, over time, over a couple days, uh, a biomass layer gets created. That good bacteria eats the bad bacteria, the bacteria that makes you sick. And the sand, because they have little barbs on each little uh, grain, will take out the large um, parasites in the particulate matter. And as the water comes out, if they've maintained the filter correctly, the water we, will meet World Health Organization standards. Uh, and and so, be drinkable and usable I, for daily yeah, activity. Correct. And I, uh, when I first went to Honduras, when I first took this job, uh, I thought it was just I had to taste the water, sort of my baptism, mm-hmm. and I drank the right? water. I said, you know, the worst thing I can do is I can get sick and I can go home and get right. better. Um, and I drink the water. And I go to, when I go to Honduras or Haiti, people offer me water, and I, I drink it from there. From the filters. From the filters. And it's, it works. It's clean. And yeah. When was the first time you, you went on um, this trip? Went on a trip to was it Haiti? You said the first my first time, was when I first took over, uh, being the executive director for Pure Water for the World. I went to Honduras in two thousand three, January two thousand three, and I had just taken over in January two thousand three, and I the the project had been going ongoing for a couple about a year in Honduras, so I went and drank the water at that time. I've I've led groups down. Tansuk uh, has been to Honduras and El Salvador. That's right. district governor. And he is here in the studio. He's making uh, sure we behave ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> now, Carolyn Mew, fellow Rotarian, uh, past district governor in the Vermont area. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, do you have a, a technical background that got you interested in pure water? Th- um, no, I've had a career where I've worked in a lot of nonprofit organizations right. and been on a lot of boards. So I've done a lot of uh, organizational mm-hmm. management. So I think that's where it fit. I also, what drew me to Pure Water is as a, I was changing, as I said, my year as governor was ending and I wanted to do something that really had meaning for me. And I read somewhere that said, go back and look at the books that you read as a child. Okay. And that will give you an idea of really the essence of you. And I thought about, I, I love books about Clara Barton and Albert Schweitzer. So I love the idea of helping people. So I think this is just why I was drawn to um, to pure water and doing this kind of work, because it's really just, I think, in me. And for Rotarians who are listening and want to do a makeup uh, meeting in Vermont, your club is located where? It's at the Rutland Country Club in Rutland, Vermont, Thursday morning. And, and uh, Sarah wants to know. How is the food? 
Food is very good. Okay. Oh, so all so 50,000 listeners, if you're in the Vermont area in Rutland, so come you're Thursday morning. So you're a breakfast club. club. Great. Come Thursday morning, be Carol and Move's special guest. And yeah. uh, for those of you who may not be able to make it up to Vermont and want to join the fun and fellowship of Rotary, go to rotary.org, R-O-T-A-R-Y.org. Click on the club locator button, type in your hometown, and learn where your local Rotary Club meets. Join us. You'll have a great time, and you'll be able to serve humanity, as does our guest, Carolyn Mube, talking about pure water for the world. Now, you have a website. Speaking we of websites. It's very easy. It's purewaterfortheworld.org. Want to repeat that? Purewaterfortheworld.org. As if it was one word. It's all one word, spelled fo- out. Folks at home, get a pencil and paper. We will repeat that before the end of the show. Click on that and find out what it's all about. So, Carolyn, do you have any uh, future trips or excursions planned? Yes, there's a group of Rotarians going down to Honduras and to Haiti this month. Um, and the, those trips are filled, and then there's, there's groups. How about the next one? Do you have uh, next, uh, January and April to Honduras and probably March to, Hun- to Haiti. And Carol, do you have any uh, tips for our listeners, water uh, conservation tips? And I'll tell you where I learned in just a moment some water conservation tips. You'll be amazed. But go ahead. It's amazing, and I don't remember right off you know, how many gallons of water we waste when we keep the water running when we're, when we're brushing our, our teeth. teeth. Uh, that would be a significant thing. Um, that's the one thing that surprises me the most is showers use less water than baths yes. and, and the shorter the shower. Right, and uh, putting the uh, milk carton filled with water in the toilet and f- less uh, pressure there right. and less use of water. And I've heard a brick will do that as yeah. well. Yeah. Now, can I tell you where I learned all these water-saving tips? Wait a minute. What do you mean about a, a, a milk carton? In the you back of the toilet bowl? Yeah, yeah. In the, in Into the, the thing the that fills up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha, because right. it fill, it's space. Right. So can I tell you where I learned these water-saving tips? Where did you learn them, Jonah? From James Cagney. He was in a restaurant and holding court at his re- favorite table, uh-huh. and I happened to be there with uh, some other group uh, from the community theater group that he helped sponsor, and he was talking about water saving. And one of the things he said was, now listen, you guys, when you brush your teeth, wet toothbrush, all right, and then <laughs> put on the toothpaste, shut off the water. And gentlemen, when you shave, fill up the basin. Uh-huh. And I'll never forget that. It's probably because his well ran dry out there in Stanfordville. <laughs> on his time. farm. On yeah. his farm, yeah. So um, anyway, I wanted to get back to your, um, and that was very interesting, by the way. But we're I moving can't on. Did you like, that. Did we're you like the We're moving on here, Jonah. Was the Cagney invitation the any Cag- good? That was, right. that was good. Jonah is a ham bone, in case you haven't noticed. But anyway, Carol, what I wanted <laughs> to ask you was, who are the types of people that gather to go, uh, go to countries like Haiti and, and Honduras? I think um, certainly they don't have to be Rotarians. We've had individuals. I think they're people that want to get some more meaning out of their life, life, see another part of the world that isn't sort of on everybody's and what, travel well, what list. type of uh, preparation would they need if there, if if there were listeners out here who who felt like that this has struck a chord with them? Is there a special training? Do they need special types of credentials? No, the most important thing is to be uh, adaptable, that you are guests in these countries. You work on their time. You work their conditions of their road, and you just have to be flexible. Do you, you don't have to be bilingual? You, you don't, don't have to, to be bilingual. Okay. Uh, we don't offer any um advice on medical conditions so people should see their physician if they want to um you people may want to get certainly tetanus shots to make sure their tetanus shots up to date uh i encourage people to um 
you know, they may want to bring some Cipro in case they have traveler's diarrhea, but it's... Um, but not from drinking the water from the filters. Absolutely not, but it's... Um, People don't always pay attention, or they eat something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's really anybody that goes with an open mind and really is prepared. Wanting to help others. Want to help others and come back and a changed person. I think that's, um, you had mentioned that uh, Pure Water is a mm-hmm. Rotary project. It is. And there are a lot of wonderful projects, right, right. Ro- well, water projects the, yes. that uh, Rotary is uh-huh. involved in. The thing I'm most proud of, one of the things we're mo- I'm most mm-hmm. proud of is the people who have gone on our trips and have come back mm-hmm. and really engaged members um, in their clubs and their communities. Um, and that's made us a stronger organization. Well, Vermont Rotarian Carolyn Mube, uh, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. And thank you for everything you do to assure pure Absolutely. water around the world. Give us that website one more time. Yes. It's uh, purewaterfortheworld.org. And uh, before you give it to me the hook, <laughs> there are many ro- Rotarians and many clubs in this district that have supported pure water projects in Haiti, I mean, in Honduras and El Salvador. From the bottom of my heart, I say thank you. And thank you for being with us. And it's my pleasure. Sure. Sarah, who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jimmy, Radio Rotary you is brought rat. to us this week by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Millbrook, New Windsor, Cornwall, Newburgh, New Paltz, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Red Hood, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. To Sarah O'Connell, this is Jonah Trebois, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary, right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Thank you.